Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture comes from the book of Ruth, chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of her kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me I will do. And she went down to the floor, and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. We're looking at a peculiar custom this morning, that is the custom in Israel of the near kinsman. The kinsman redeemer had a responsibility, the near kinsman, to buy a fellow Israelite out of slavery in Leviticus twenty-five forty-eight to avenge the blood, that is to make sure the murder of a family member answered for the crime. In Numbers thirty-five nineteen, he was responsible to buy back family land that had been forfeited in Leviticus twenty-five twenty-five. He was responsible to carry on the family name by marrying a childless widow in Deuteronomy twenty-five five through ten. And that is what we are looking at this morning. If you imagine a young man meets a young lady, his brothers would look on with interest. If they happened to find this lady particularly undesirable, they would be concerned about his health because if something happened to him, while we may not understand it today, according to this custom, they would have to go and they would have to marry that lady. They would have to be the near kinsman for that one if something happened to him. There actually was law that actually could be taken to court. The widow, if they failed to do what they are supposed to, they could take him to court. If they continued to fail to redeem her, that they would take off a shoe and spit in his face and he would be publicly disgraced. But I'm glad as we look at this, we don't see where Ruth had to take Boaz to court because as Naomi watched and as Ruth had been around, she seen that little bit of sparkle or gleam in his eye. She realized that Boaz was willing. He was willing to do the part of the kinsman. Thank God we too have a kinsman redeemer. We too have a kinsman that is willing to do the part of the kinsman. He is willing to redeem us. He is willing to buy us out of slavery. In fact, he already has paid the price for our sins. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2. Beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And He is the propitiation. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I'm glad we have a willing kinsman redeemer. We, we see later on in the passage, we see that there was a, another redeemer that Boaz had to go to and ask first. I believe that is not only a type of Adam and the fact that 
he brought the sin to us and he couldn't redeem it, but it's also a type of the law. There's nothing that the law could do. It had to come down to Jesus. It had to come down to the second Adam. He is the only one that could redeem us. But I want you to see here in the claim. See, Boaz couldn't claim Ruth. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't up to the kinsman redeemer to say, hey, Ruth, look, I'm your redeemer. I will redeem you. Certainly he had looked at Ruth with great interest. He had asked about her. He had found out about her. But he had to wait until Ruth come to him to be the redeemer. He had to wait until she claimed him as her redeemer. Luke 9.26 says, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. It's not enough just to know that Jesus can redeem you. It's not enough just to know that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins or for the sins of the world, but we have to make it a personal thing. We have to go to him. We have to be covered by him. Let's look at the condition in Verse number 8 through 13, And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. Now we must know that this is not anything odd. This is not anything unusual. Here they are on the threshing floor, on the top top of the hill, publicly. She was not doing anything. What she was doing was a sign of humbleness. It was a sign of meekness and he said who art thou and she answered i am ruth thy handmaid spread for therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid for thou art a near kinsman and he said blessed be thou of the lord my daughter for thou hast showed more kindness in the later end than at the beginning inasmuch as thou followest not young men whether poor or rich and now my daughter fear not i will do to thee all that thou requirest for thou the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman I want you to see first off, what did Ruth do? What did Naomi tell Ruth to do? She told her to go wash herself. She told her to go clean up. Now, I'm not telling you today that somebody can get cleaned up or must get cleaned up before they get saved, but in Holy Ghost conviction hits, when somebody realizes they're a sinner, the first thing they're going to do, they're going to try to clean up a little bit. When they realize how wicked and how wretched they are, and they look upon a holy and righteous God, they're going to want to clean up. It just makes sense. Just as Ruth had been out working in the field and she had gotten sweaty, she had gotten dirty, she probably didn't smell real well before she went to Boaz to ask Boaz to redeem her. It just makes sense that she'd have a desire that she would want to clean up. She'd come under conviction for her sins, for the nature that she was in. It just comes to comes to reason that a sinner will realize how wicked, how wretched, how vile they are whenever they start to see a holy and righteous God and they'll want to repent, they'll want to turn from their sins. Now it takes a holy God, it takes the Holy Ghost to clean someone up, but there's still, I believe that there'll be some signs, there'll be an effort, there'll be some conviction. First she told her to wash herself, but she told her to uncover his feet and lie down what this was a sign of total submission first peter 5 6 says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time she had to humble herself before boaz she had to be willing to humble herself and ask for his help if you 
want to be saved, you have to be willing to humble yourself. And I'm not just talking about bowing down or getting on your knees. I'm talking about humbling yourself in spirit, humbling your heart and bowing down and admitting that you're a sinner, admitting that you're a nobody, that you're looking to Jesus Christ for your salvation, admitting that your works will never get you there, what you can do, what you have done, who you are, your life's name, your title, your job, whatever it may be, realizing it doesn't matter to anything before a holy God, but we have to humble ourselves. We have to ask for His mercy. We have to ask for Him to do the work of the kinsman, for Him to redeem us, for Him to pay the price for our sins. And I'm glad that's all we have to do. I'm glad we do serve. We do look toward a willing kinsman. He's willing He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. All we have to do is ask Him to save us. Let's look at verses, verse 14. And she lay at His feet until morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And He said, Let it not be known that a woman come into the floor. Also He said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she held it, He measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. And when she had come to her mother-in-law, she said, Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, These six measures of barley gave he to me. For he said to me, Go not empty in unto thy mother-in-law. Then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until they know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he has finished the thing this day. A lot of people get confused whenever Ruth come back and Naomi said who art thou my daughter a lot of people I believe get confused they say well maybe it was dark maybe she couldn't quite see but I believe what she is asking she says or well are you Miss Boaz or not have you been redeemed or not has he done the work of the kinsman I'm asking you today are you redeemed or not has Jesus Christ done the work of the redeemer or not have you accepted him as your savior or not ask yourself Are you redeemed? Ask yourself, do you know Him? Ask yourself what He has done. As we, as Christians, as we go out, we should be asking others, well, are you redeemed or not? Has Jesus Christ done the work of a Redeemer? Has He done the work of a kinsman in His life? Are you saved? Have you accepted Him? He's willing. Have you asked Him to redeem you? All you have to do is ask Him. All you have to do is turn to Him. All you have to do is do is go to Him and admit, humble yourself, admit you're a sinner, realize that you need a Savior, realize you need a Redeemer, and He will accept you. You just have to ask Him, ask Him to save you. Romans 8.34 says, Who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Christ is waiting. He is willing. He wants to redeem. He has saved us. We see the completion. Here it is. She says, Then she said, Sit still, my daughter, in verse number 18, until thou know how the matter will fall, for the man will not be in rest until he hath finished the thing this day. I'm glad our Savior is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's working. He's forever interceded. He's forever there. He's not not took a rest. He's not quit doing the work of the Redeemer. 
He's there and he will see it through completion. He will see it through until the day that we meet with him, the day that we're back with him in glory. I'm glad we can trust him. We can know, we can know that we will be with him in heaven someday. We can know what he started. He's started a work in us and he will finish it just as Boaz, just as Boaz. He finished the work that he had started as Ruth come to him and asked him to be the redeemer. He he went and did the work. All she had to do was rest and wait and trust and know that he will. He will complete it. I'm glad that's our blessed hope today. We know we have a Savior in heaven. We know we have a Savior. We know he will protect us. He will take care of us. And someday when we breathe our last breath or we go by way of the rapture, we know that he will complete that work that he has begun in us. Make sure, make sure today that you know the Redeemer. Make sure that you've been redeemed, that you know, that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And be sure you ask others, do you know? Do you know Jesus Christ? If you accept him, tell them. Tell them about the blessed Redeemer. Naomi, as she started out, as we looked at this in the first part, as she started out, she didn't tell Ruth as they started to come back into into the promised land, she didn't tell her that we have a redeemer. We have somebody. We have somebody that can redeem you, that can pay the price. Oh, but in the end, she told her, she told her, my daughter shall not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee. And now is not Boaz of our kindred. Go, go and be redeemed. I ask everybody, go and be redeemed. Amen. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church this morning, we'd love to have you join us at Riverside Baptist Church, 871 Riverside Drive, Asheville, North Carolina. God bless.